Blog Talk Radio. Saturday morning going out to you, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's such a pleasure to be part of KGIL's weekend news talk lineup, which includes PJ Oakland's Tuned In, a great show that follows us each Saturday morning at 6.30. This morning I have two very special guests. First, we'll be talking with 10-year-old Ariana, who has a great cat adoption story to share. Then later, Jeff Isbell is back to talk about the latest twists and turns with AB1634. Lots of good stuff ahead, so stay tuned. We'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM540 and 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome our youngest guest ever on the Pet Place Radio Show, 10-year-old Ariana. Good morning. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Now, you have a pretty interesting tale of kitty adoption, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, well, tell me what happened. First, I understand I heard that you found a lost cat. What What's the story with that? Well, there was this cat that kept coming to our door every day, um, and I kept and I kept asking my mom, "Can we bring it in?" And she always said no because it was it will probably go back home. And it probably did have a family somewhere. Correct. Um, so then one day we did, it wasn't there. So. We we went and then we went on a scooter ride that day also because we just wanted to see if he was around the neighborhood, and then about mm. halfway around we we heard meowing in the bushes. Oh, so you found him? So he was still out lost and scared. So then what'd you do? So my mom finally said, "Okay, we can bring him in." Um, so we kept him in my room and I really liked him and I and I got attached. So your mom was gonna let you keep him? Well, no, not keep them, but if the owners didn't come within a week, that uh, we could keep them. Okay, so you guys were trying to find the owners, and did you put up signs in the neighborhood? Yeah, we, we put signs all the way across the neighborhood. And did you go door-to-door also trying to find the owners? Well, not exactly door-to-door, but almost every door. Wow, so you really did a good job trying to find the owner. So what happened? The days start passing, you get pretty excited, thinking you're going to get to keep the kitty, but but that didn't happen, did it? I was very attached, and in my mind, the owners weren't going to come, but on the very last day, they actually did come. Oh, no, so you must have been really disappointed. Well, I was, because I knew we had a home somewhere, and they missed him, but the thing is, I didn't really think they deserved him, because they they let him outside, and they lost him. So so you feel that they weren't being very responsible then? No. Yeah, you really do need to be responsible if you have a kitty and make sure it stays in because that's the safest place for a cat, and they do get lost. They do wander pretty far from home very quickly, and that's just not a safe environment. There's other animals that could come and attack it. Um, there are coyotes in most neighborhoods. There are loose dogs in most neighborhoods. Not to mention a lot of stray cats that are sick that can pass on diseases. So the very safest place for a kitty is indoors, right? Right. And um, 
when they came, they actually said to us they weren't going to keep him inside. They said they were still going to let him out. Oh, no. That must have been terrible, knowing that you're going to have to give a cat back that you had become attached to, back to this family that was going to continue being irresponsible. Yeah. And um, an interesting little fact is I actually I wanted to call him Toby, and his, and he had a brother that looked just like him, and his name was Toby. Wow, that is a coincidence. Okay, well, let's get over to the happy ending part of this story. So your parents knew you had been responsible, and what did they tell you? Um, they said that they, that they had a surprise, and so we went... So we got in the car, and they were taking me somewhere. Um, it was the Irvine Animal Shelter. They didn't tell me that was where we were going, but I recognized the road. And and what happened when you got to the animal shelter? Um, they said that I could adopt a cat. Wow. I, I bet they had a lot of kitties there to choose from. Yeah, they did. And usually when we go there, there's tons of kitties that I always want to get. There's, like... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I just want to get them all. And but you probably feel bad that you have to leave some of them, don't you? Always. And then, but today, I it seemed like there was only one, one cat for me. Really? So, so you visited with this one cat that you found that that you just connected with immediately. And what happened next? Well, it was love at first sight. Um, when we brought him into the visiting room, and he just started purring and rubbing and headbutting my leg. Wow, so so it was a perfect match for both of you then. Yep, it sure was. Um, what did you decide to name him? Well, his name was Andrew, but then I decided to name him Momo, because... He seemed like a frisky air monkey, which is also on a TV show that I watch. Oh, so you named him after a cartoon character? Yeah. Ah, okay. Now, how how hard was the adoption process at the animal shelter? Did you have to fill out lots of papers? Not really lots of papers. It was a few forms, and we did get a discount because my sister works at the shelter we went to. Ooh, lucky you. Okay. Well, tell me then. You filled out all the papers, you paid the fees, and did you get anything with the adoption? Did he come with his vaccinations? Was he neutered? Yeah, um, all the animals at the Irvine Animal Shelter have already been spayed or neutered, otherwise they're not up for adoption. Oh, that's great. And um, so he had all his shots, and we get, and they gave him a microchip. Oh, fabulous. So if he ever got lost, and that's probably not going to happen with someone like you, an animal shelter would be able to scan him and find out all his owner information just because of that mi microchip. Mm -hmm. Now, did you also put a collar and tag on him? Yep. We got, um, at first, we got a uh, just a little regular collar and tag that you, um, well, just a little plain one. But then we went to a pet shop and we bought, and we bought him a nice heart-shaped collar and tag. Okay. Now, I understand you had some pets at home. How hard was it to introduce him to the pets that you had at home already? Well, none of the pets really mind, it, mind him. Um, at first, Co uh, Cody, our dog, he was pretty nice to him at first, and the other cats eventually started liking him, and now um, one of our other cats, named Nako, he 
they're best friends. They'll jump on each other and play with each other and run up and down our hall. Wow. So, so you would recommend even if somebody had a pet already, you can go ahead and adopt an older cat or an older dog even and introduce it to the pets you have at home and it'll be just fine. Yeah. And one of the re and um one of the reasons I got a 10-year-old cat, which I didn't mention before, is uh, the kittens always get adopted. That's right. They they yeah. have a great chance of getting adopted. So But the older ones get passed over, don't they? Yeah, you need they need a chance. So you gave Momo a chance. Yep, that's fantastic. Now, um, you've had Momo for, what, a couple years now? Uh, two years, yes. Wow, and, and what do you have to do every day to take care of him? Brush him, fill his water dish, play with him, give him affection. Do you have to change his litter box? Yes. Oh, yeah, you don't make your mom do that? <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> Uh, okay, somehow I had a feeling about that. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, so would you recommend to all the listeners out there to adopt a pet, whether it's a cat or a dog, from an animal shelter? Indeed. Okay, well, thank you, Ariana. That's great information. You know, there's so much more to talk about regarding adopting a pet from an animal shelter or a rescue organization, but if you ever have the chance to do it, if you want to adopt a pet, please check your local shelter or rescue before you go anywhere else, and you're bound to find a little critter that's going to steal your heart away. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show here on KGIL, AM 1260 and 540. We need to take a little break, but we'll be back in just a moment to talk about AB 1634, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm happy to have back in the studio Jeff Isbell, who has some interesting new news to share about AB 1634, the mandatory spay and neuter bill that we've been talking about for some time. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for making the drive up here. Oh, thanks for letting me be on again. I'm kind of fired up. Okay. Well, you know, first let's talk about what AB 1634 is for people who may have um, missed some of our past shows about that. AB 1634 is a bill that's trying to make its, uh, its way through to passage, which will require that uh, animals be spayed and neutered so that we can do something about the pet overpopulation problem that we have yeah, all over the country, really. Yeah, and, and it's pretty staggering, folks. I don't know if you realize this, but about half of all the pets that end up in animal shelters are killed. I mean, there's no mincing words or anything here. If those cute little puppies and kittens that you see wandering around, um, most of those guys are going to end up dead, and the taxpayers are actually paying for destroying these animals. You know, I'd like to compliment you and the show for just a quick second. Um, you know, I've been in so many situations where I have to be really careful what I say if I'm working on behalf of a shelter. You know, they don't really want you to come out and talk about the animals that are being killed because it makes them look bad even though it's not their fault. No, not It's at all. absolutely not their fault. It's the fault of, hey, you know, it's you and me. If you're listening, this is your fault as much as anybody else's because people, people want what they want and they don't want to hear anything else. That's true. And when it comes down to the crux of the problem with this bill, this bill, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but this bill has fought a completely unreasonable uphill battle because of, hey, you know, you might have to cut it out of the show, but really a bunch of liars. 
You know, yeah. I, I had a friend who used to used to do a lot of small claims cases, and he always said the one thing that surprises people is that the other side lies. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the other side lies, and, and and that's kind of how it is with the opposition to this bill. There's a lot of things being said that are just simply not true. You know, it's it's really kind of sad because the original bill, which has now been way, way, way watered down, was very reasonable. All it did was ask that if you weren't a breeder. Uh, a legitimate breeder who was raising animals for show and for breeding, uh, keeping the breed standard going, um, and also police dogs and rescue dogs and seeing eye dogs and all the service dogs, millions of exceptions. If you weren't someone like that, if you were just regular old uh, John Smith who had a dog or a cat that was, you know, not necessarily even a breeding animal, you would have that pet spayed or neutered which any responsible pet owner should do anyway. They shouldn't have to have a law telling them. But very sadly, most people don't, and there's all these accidental litters. And and then all of a sudden we have pets being dumped in shelters by the thousands, by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions. You know, it's interesting. You you, you say all that, and you say those numbers, and I know it's all true, but I... I also know what people do because I've recently given a couple of presentations on this topic. Mm -hmm. And I was told pretty much flat out uh, uh, that the numbers were not true, that that, that there really weren't that many. And and I would just like people to know that during the time, the short little time that they've been hearing us talk about this, at least two animals have been destroyed. And that will continue throughout the show. Mm -hmm. About every minute an animal in California is killed. Yeah. Because there's not a home for it. And what kinds of animals? Beautiful dogs, cats, rabbits. Pure. Well, rabbits wouldn't be part of uh, what this law would affect, but dogs and cats. And many of them are purebred. Yeah, as if it really matters. But still, somehow it seems that there's this illusion that these are um, scruffy, uh, three-legged, uh, vicious uh, dogs that are being destroyed. And no, no, no. No. We're talking about the most beautiful uh, chihuahuas, Poodles, golden retrievers, every kind of every kind of dog, every kind of cat you can imagine. Uh, you know they're getting another one ready right now. That's right, and and like you said, these aren't the scruffy, sick, aggressive, injured animals too. Like a lot of people will have you believe, these are just regular, beautiful animals that couldn't be placed in homes because there aren't enough homes. I mean, you just have to do the math to realize it. So let me go back. I think part of the problem that this bill faces is that. How is this bill going to save those animals? Well, well, it isn't. <laughs> what it's going to do is it's going to prevent the excess of animals for the ones who end up dying. Yeah. Now, let me, let me sympathize with the other side for a minute. I don't want the government to tell me what to do with my pet. No, nobody does. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. It's, none of their, it's none of their business. Except it is. When is it their business? It's their business when it isn't being done. That's right. And then the taxpayers have to fit the bill. And personally, I don't want my tax dollars going to kill animals that were brought into this world because of irresponsible people. Yeah. A lot of people, um, they don't want to believe that there's really a problem. And you're right. The other side will lie about it. But I challenge everybody out there who's listening to take a walk to their local animal shelter and take a look at all the faces of the dogs and the cats behind the bars in there. 
through no fault of their own, they are behind bars, and if they are not adopted within a relatively short amount of time, they will be killed. And you can pretty much figure that one out of every two of those pretty little faces you look at, the little begging faces with the wagging tails or the purrs, they're going to be dead in about a week. That's the, the hard fact, and we've got to do something about this. We need to make it stop. You know, um, a lot of people, they, they, uh, I think that they come to this point that I'm going to describe. They, they say, geez, back off. This is just too hard. This hurts. I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to know about this. Well, guess what? You know what? If that's you, just don't have a pet. It's really not, we don't hold it against you. You don't have to work on this problem. Just don't make it worse. Don't make it worse. You know, I thought of a hypothetical, Marie. What's that? Well, the hypothetical was, suppose that I let my dog have just one litter of puppies, which, by the way, this bill has always allowed for. Okay. But let's just say I have one. Then I, then I uh, spay or neuter. Uh, uh, well, it's, it's how a litter of puppies. I spay my dog. And then I make sure that every single one of those puppies is neutered mm-hmm. and finds a home. Okay. Wouldn't that be okay? Absolutely not, and here's why. If you allow your pet to have a litter of puppies or kittens um, and you find a home, those are homes that were prepared to have a pet. And basically, you, you killed six animals if it had six puppies or six kittens in an animal shelter because you've taken away their, their homes that they could have had. Exactly. And, you know, obviously I set up the hypothetical on purpose because yeah. I knew what the answer would be, but that's what I want people to think about. When, right. I, when I come on the air, I want people to, to think about this, uh, this fact. Listen to this. There is no good enough reason, not one, for, for your pet to have babies. Now, are there good reasons? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen puppies? Have you ever seen kitties? What could be cuter? What could be sweeter than that? I mean, there's, there's nothing like them. And then contrast that, on your other hand, with the idea of each and every one of those little creatures being put to death with a needle. That's right. And, and if you don't think it's happening to puppies and kittens, you need to um, walk into a euthanasia room uh, on euthanasia uh, hours in the morning, early mornings at, at most um, Los Angeles area shelters and uh, see what types of animals are being euthanized. Aren't they the first to go? The, well, kittens especially, very sadly. And I'm, I'm partial to cats um, because I've always had cats. I'm partial and, to dogs. Yeah, I know. You're a dog person. <laughs> but... Um, it, it's just, it's, it's horrible. You see all these beautiful little kittens, and these are sweet, sweet, fluffy little purring kitties. They don't know what's happening. They're brought into the room, and, you know, they get this scary injection on the table, and, and then that's it. That's all she wrote. It's very sad. And AB1634 is trying to do something about this. And it, it just really it frustrates me to no end to see how hard people are fighting against it. I, I just can't explain it. And now, after the bill has been completely watered down so that it won't even have as much of an impact in, anymore, tell us a little bit about how it's changed. Well, uh, we, were, we were just talking about something, and, I, and my mind started blanking because I was thinking of something else. I was ready to talk about why, why they would fight so hard against it. I mean, why would animal lovers, and these people are animal lovers, yeah. why would they fight so hard against something that's just going to make conditions better mm-hmm. for all the animals that are out there. Well, this is one of those areas where you, you have to start throwing in phrases like, could it be, or is it that? 
But you might be interested in knowing, if you want to look at facts, that the people that are supporting this, these are the people that are in the trenches. That's I mean, right. the people that support the bill, they're the ones who are in the trenches. Look at their bios. Look online and see who they are. These are the people that really know. Look at the people who are opposed to it. And guess what? They all breed dogs for a living. I wonder if that has a relationship. A little conflict of interest there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but we only have a short amount of time, so let's talk about how the bill has changed. Currently now, the only reason that an animal is going to be required to be spayed or neutered if this bill passes is if, if it's a dog, if it's out three times and impounded three separate times by animal Ugh, control officers. That is just weak. And for a cat, it'll drop down to two times. Now, that's only if it's impounded, so that means getting caught. Three right. Times, or right. getting caught. So how many litters times. or puppies could these animals create sure, before they're, they're finally neutered? That's right. So while they're out and about doing all this, um, they're they're fathering or mothering <laughs> thousands of pets. And so so we've got to And build. it's a geometric growth because then all of those are the yeah. strays and they're out there with no regulation, uh, you know, growing growing like wildfire. That's right. And so so now we've got a little uh, ruler slap on the list on the wrist now instead of a, a bill that's really going to and they don't even want the that. Problem. Yeah, and people are still opposed to it. Um, I really want to encourage people to write their California representatives and, and let them know they're in support of this bill. We have a number of websites you can visit to support AB 1634. The first one is That's the, the best site on this issue. We also have one at www.spaythem.org. Another one, www.reepsforab1634.com. And a final one at petpacknonsense.com. And that's spelled P-E-T-P-A-C. N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E dot com. So if you want more information on AB 1634 and want to know how to write to your representatives, please check out those websites. Get involved. Make a change. Make a difference. Yeah. If, uh, if you are interested in the money aspect of it, this will save taxpayers money. If you're Lots interested in the humanitarian aspect of it, this will avoid the uh for example the other three or four pets who've been euthanized since i last mentioned it <laughs> that's right probably more than that because we've been talking for what about 12 minutes now 12 animals. So, so we've got 12 animals dead there's so much more to talk about regarding ab 1634 but we're out of time today thanks jeff for spending a little bit of your morning with us we need to take one last break but we'll be back in just a bit so please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I want to tell you about some very special Pet Place events that are coming up. First, a little later today, we'll be at the Whittier Ralphs at 14919 Whittier Boulevard in Whittier. The fun starts at noon and continues until 2 p.m. Now tomorrow, I've got three pet events going on all over Southern California. 
if you're into motorcycles, you won't want to miss the Mid-Cities Critter Run. This special event benefits our friends at the Southeast Area Animal Control Authority Animal Shelter. It starts at the LA Harley. It starts. I can't actually talk, believe it or not. It starts at the LA Harley Davidson, which is at 13300 Paramount Boulevard in Southgate. Now, if you want more information, just visit SEACA's website at seaaca.org. Now, for those of you who live a little north, we've got the doggone catastrophic hugs, slurps, and slobbers fourth annual Adopt-a-thon in Camarillo. The Ventura County Camarillo Animal Shelter, in partnership with Rescue Me Incorporated, are responsible for this fun event, which brings uh, lots of animals and people together. It starts about 10 a.m. and continues to 4 p.m. at the Camarillo Animal Shelter, which is located at 600 Aviation Drive in Camarillo. Adopters will receive a free gift bag and a vet visit which is on-site, and also a reduced rate for microchips and rabies vaccinations. Um, we're going to have licensing there and convenient one-stop shopping for the new family member. Admission is free, and the public is asked to come out and partake in the silent auction and raffle drawings. Also, meet special guest Elliot Harvey, author of The Healthy Holistic Dog. Elliot Harvey has been teaching natural protocols for many years, He's the innovator of the concept of freeze-dried raw food and holistic kibble. And also there will be the comedian, writer, and animal activist Elaine Boozler of Tales of Joy. Sounds like a very fun day trip to me. Finally, for our Orange County listeners, we have the Orange County Super Adoption Event at the Irvine Animal Care Center from 10 to 5, and that uh, animal Shelter is located at 6443 Oak Canyon in Irvine. That's right off the I-5 freeway and Sand Canyon, or if you're taking the 405, it's also off of Sand Canyon. The shelter has invited rescue groups from all over the Orange County area to show more than 600 dogs, cats, and rabbits and help them find forever homes. There'll be vendors, a bounce house for the kids, a silent auction, a great food court, and so much more. Well, that's about all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next week here on AM 540 and 1260 at 6 a.m. But don't touch that dial. PJ Oakland is up next with Tuned In. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare and your pets and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.